I really love how connected everybody is here um, and that really we all kind of share this uh, united mission of wanting what's best for Erie and helping anybody who's really trying to make it make a go of it here in our community in any way that we can. That's Amanda Duncan, president of Young Erie Professionals and community leader for Downtown Erie's Radius Cowork. She's the newest guest on Buzz Generated, a show that introduces listeners to businesses and community leaders that collaborate with the Northwest Pennsylvania Innovation Beehive Network. Through our conversation, you'll learn about Amanda's experience organizing a panel at Erie Homecoming, the recent two-day event which celebrates economic development in the region. Then she examines how peer mentorship, developing connections, and inspiring women plays a key role at her endeavors, Young Erie Professionals, Radius Cowork, and the Athena Circle of Trust. Finally, the origin of the 40 Under 40 experience is revealed, as Amanda explains how the Young Erie Professionals and Erie Reader came up with the event. Join host Tony Perrinell, the Executive Director of Entrepreneurial Development for Edinburgh Center for Branding and Strategic Communication, as he sits down with our guest. Together, let's discover what the buzz is all about. We're joined on the podcast today by Amanda Duncan, president of Young Erie Professionals and community leader of Radius Cowork. Amanda, it's a pleasure to have you on the program and welcome. Thanks for having me here, Tony. It's funny. I was thinking that if we were recording this show maybe a month ago, I would probably be saying it's nice to meet you. But since we've crossed paths multiple times over these last few weeks, I'll say it's nice to see you again. It's great to see you again. We first met at a Lunch and Learn at Radius back in September, where the directors of each of the beehives in the Northwest PA Innovation Beehive Network were presenting. Then our paths crossed again earlier this month at Erie Homecoming, which is organized by the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership, who are also the sponsors of this podcast. So let's start our conversation with a look at that most recent event, where in your role as president of Young Erie Professionals, you were asked to moderate a panel of young leaders. Right. What do you think of the concept of Erie Homecoming in general, and what did you specifically learn from talking with your fellow panelists? What I really love about Homecoming is it gives everyone in Erie an opportunity to kind of, um, as my colleague Jordan, who's the um, director of the Fire Accelerator, um, get a peek behind the curtain. So for those of us who work in the economic development uh, world here in Erie County, we're constantly discussing what's going on, sharing with one another what we're doing to support um, workforce development and economic development efforts. But a lot of people kind of don't get to see that on a day-to-day. Um, so it's a it's two days just packed with really an overview of all the investments that's happening in the county and for people to get a really intimate look into um, kind of the, the major players and what they can look forward to in the next, you know, two to five years that will be developing here. Um, in the city of Erie and surrounding uh, communities. And what about the panel? Did, were you involved in inviting the panelists? Uh, uh, refresh my yes. memory on who they were. It was it was a great discussion. So um, this year, with the topic of Back to the Future, I really wanted to kind of focus on that the future-facing look at what the young professional workforce will look like in Erie. So I invited three people 
within the community who have chosen to move to Erie. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't have any connections here prior to it. So the panel consisted of Armando Reyes, who is the owner of Lake Erie Woodworks. Absolutely beautiful work. He's from Chicago. Um, Dr. Sherez Mohammed, who is an assistant professor at Mercyhurst. And she's from Miami. And then Nika Nastari Carpenter, who Mm -hmm. um, is the new immigrant, new American liaison for uh, Mayor Shembers, the city government. And she's from Indonesia. Um, So all these people have come to Erie. And I think they bring such a unique perspective to where Erie is now and where Erie can go. And why I love talking to people who have moved here um, is because they have such a different take on things. I think a lot of times for those of us who have lived in Erie our whole lives, are from here, we can get a little bit preoccupied with things that have happened in the past mm-hmm. and what we've lost, what has changed. Mm-hmm. But for folks who are new to this community, they only see Erie for what it is and what it can be. So I love getting their take on, you know, what are some of the opportunities and strengths of our community? And then what are some gaps um, or, you know, weaknesses that we need to address in order to make this a more welcoming place for other young people to relocate here. Right, right. I, I mean, I, I congratulate you on that because I think it, it was a really balanced, it was a really representative panel and mm-hmm. I enjoyed the conversation. It's funny, uh, when I was in the lobby, the Bayfront coming out, I passed Armando and I said to him, hey man, really enjoyed your comments on the panel. And his response to me was, really enjoy the podcast. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't, even, I didn't even think the podcast or I would be on Ormondo's radar, but I thought that was cool. I was I was quick to share that with Chris. I said, That guy's so in tune with everything <laughs> happening. I mean, if you want to look at somebody who's really tapped into all the resources for entrepreneurs in Erie, he's He's the guy. Well, that that's proof because yeah. I, I mean, as much as I love the podcast and love doing it, and I, I, you know, I, I, it's not like we have national or e- even strong <laughs> regional acclaim, and so I'm, I'm pleased that he is apparently a regular listener. Um, you'd also said you deliberately su- selected those panelists because they have no ties to Erie. Uh, you do. You grew up in Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, then, as we talked about, worked for a number of years in Pittsburgh. Uh, developing and managing programs focused on young adult development. And when I say we talked about it, Amanda and I were talking about it before we went live here and uh, our mutual respect for Pittsburgh rock icon (laughs) Donnie Iris, which was definitive proof to me that Amanda doesn't make the Pittsburgh part of her bio up. She really did live and work there because she knows all about Donnie. But what I want to know from you, Amanda, is what brought you back Mm And what do you include in your pitch to recruit other young leaders to Northwest Pennsylvania? Right. So for me, um, my husband is from Pittsburgh. I went to the University of Pittsburgh both for my undergraduate and master's degree. And I, I really loved living down there when we were younger. Um, and then I had kids. And life became much more complicated and difficult. And I realized that I was spending hours a day in a car commuting. My children were spending 12 plus hours a day in daycare um, while I worked just to, you know, my husband and I worked to support our family. And we weren't really able to kind of enjoy life and enjoy parenthood. I had waited my entire life to become a mom and then I barely ever saw my kids. And, you know, we were getting to the point where our oldest was 
getting near school age and we wanted to settle down in a home. We wanted to buy. And that was out of reach for us in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. We started looking and we had gotten so far north on the map that I said, why don't we just look at Erie? Um, you know, my family's there. I have a huge, very large Italian family. Right. They are all still here. I heard so, that. We might get to that later. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we ha would have all this support. It's really affordable to live up here. You know, I really miss the water, too. I was surprised at how much I missed the lake when I moved away. And I had al always kind of missed Erie. I made it a point to come and visit at least once a month. Um, and it just seemed natural. And, you know, the pros of moving to Erie just really outweighed the cons. And so we made the move in 2017. And it was such a great time to move back to Erie because there was this shift in, in leadership in the city. Um, there was a lot of economic development activities starting to happen. We saw the um, uh, foundation of EDDC coming to downtown Erie. Mm -hmm. We saw all these investment dollars pouring in. Um, and it was just kind of like the perfect storm of things to come and happen and a great time for us to move back here. And really, as far as the pitch for other folks to come up here, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times they just have to see it first. So when I told people I was moving back home, the kind of immediate reaction was, why? Uh, why would you move to Erie? It's so snowy. Like, you know what? Pittsburgh has snow too, and it's ugly down here. It's really pretty up there. <laughs> um, most of the, the country gets snow, right? Um, we deal with it. But, you know, there is a great work-life balance up here, an affordable cost of living, wonderful natural assets, and a really amazing community where if you have the desire to be involved, people will give you opportunities to speak into the future of our community. And I really value that. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, earlier, I mentioned your involvement with Radius Cowork. How important is it for Erie to have a vibrant co-working community, especially when it comes to supporting young professionals and new business owners? So having a co-working space is absolutely essential to our entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, in any community, you need co-working spaces because they provide an equitable space for entrepreneurs and small business owners to get their start. We, are, The model of our membership really gives folks an opportunity to enter kind of wherever they're at in their journey, plug into all of the resources, not only of the physical space, but of the community there and all the, the networks that they can plug into, the connections they can make to other resources like the Beehive um, mm -hmm. by becoming involved in something like a co-working space. Um, and then an opportunity to kind of grow and evolve as your business grows and evolves. So it's scalable growth. Um, you can join Radius at $25 a month to begin with. Right. And then as as your business grows and develops, you can, you know, get your own private office, you can get a team room as you start to um, hire employees. And it helps people, you know, bridge that gap between when you're just starting out and when you're really starting to get ready to make an investment in real estate. Right. Um, we're also purposely located in an opportunity zone and Keystone Investment Zone. Um, so it provides businesses an opportunity to get right down in there in downtown Erie and take advantage of these um, tax incentive programs um, and grow much more quickly. So all these um, components kind of come together to provide businesses a way to really keep their operational costs low, reinvest all that money back into their business, grow faster and grow smarter because they're doing it with others rather than doing it in a silo by themselves. 
Mm-hmm. As community leader at Radius, what are your individual roles and responsibilities? Um, so a lot of it is relationship management. Um, you know, as new members join, making sure that they're connecting with other members in the space. Um, and then understanding each member's individual needs uh, and connecting them with the resources that they'll need to be successful. So, you know, we have a a pretty good portion of our membership is remote workers, knowledge workers. You know, a lot of those people might be the only employee from their company in the city of Erie. Radius gives them coworkers, people that they can go have lunch with, get a drink with after work, you know, hang out with in the break room and have conversations and relationships with, which are so important um, to having kind of that healthy social life um, and sense of community. Um, for our entrepreneurs and small business owners, you know, they're able to really take advantage of being in this network with folks with all different kinds of um, skills and abilities. So, you know, say you're you're starting a, a small business, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just at the beginning stages. There's so much that you need in order to be successful. You're going to need an accountant. You're going to need somebody maybe who can help you with HR. You're going to need legal help to you know get your contracts and file your LLC. You're going to need some marketing advice. How do you build a good website that folks can find your business at? That's a lot to figure out for one person. If you're doing that in a Panera or in your garage, you're going to get frustrated and be much more likely to quit. If you do it in a co-working space where all of those resources are surrounding you and you can just bop from desk to desk, find the help that you need, you're going to go quickly, you're going to go smartly, and you're going to be much more likely to, to succeed. This episode of Buzz Generated is sponsored by the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership, the voice of the business community in the Erie region. The chamber provides advocacy and access to people, education, and information so the businesses have the leadership, resources, and expertise needed for continued prosperity throughout the region. Schedule a time to meet with the business action team and learn more about how the chamber can help or visit the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership online at www.eriepa.com. The growth of our vibrant community in Erie, PA, depends on a dynamic business environment. The Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership aims to provide just that. Let's get back to the episode. I know young Erie professionals, segueing here a bit, work Mm -hmm. with Chris Lantinen, who's the digital media coordinator here at our Edinburgh Beehive to transform the organization's fireside chats mm-hmm. into more of a podcast format. So in that sense, Young Erie Professionals is a former Beehive client. Um, both from that experience and in more general terms, uh, what do you think the Northwest PA Innovation Beehive Network has brought to the entrepreneurial ecosphere of Northwest PA? I think the, just the existence of the Beehive is such a strength in this community. It's so unique um, to see that kind of level of collaboration between universities and between organizations. I really love how connected everybody is here um, and that really we all kind of share this uh, united mission of wanting what's best for Erie and helping anybody who's really trying to make it 
make a go of it here in our community in any way that we can. You know, and there's there's no gatekeepers here. Um, we are willing to connect people with anybody they need. So if they come to me in any capacity and I know that you guys out here at Edinburgh can help them, I'm going to pass them along, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that with Gannon. You can do it with Mercyhurst. You can do it with Barron and, and the library and all these other organizations in the community that are working together. I, I have not seen that anywhere else. Um, I certainly didn't experience that in, in Pittsburgh, which is a much larger city and much harder to navigate. Um, so I can imagine the difficulties for somebody who is trying to start a small business. You know, with Erie, we have so many resources for people. So there's really no excuse not to be successful as long as you kind of plug in and know where to go and who to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Chris Lantine, and Chris also produces uh, this podcast with help from Tommy Taylor, our uh, graduate assistant. If I'm not mistaken, you and Chris were also both part of the Erie Readers 2020 class of 40 Under 40, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And makes me, you know, (laughs) when I get to hang around people like this, it makes me seem even cooler than I am, or maybe way cooler. <laughs> You're than- super cool, Tony. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep, actually co-sponsors the annual 40 Under 40 mm-hmm. Experience Gala that was held at the Courtyard by Marriott this fall, even though that's not one place I would personally run into you at, <laughs> since I'm a little bit uh, aged out of that category. Hey, that event is for everybody of all <laughs> ages. I'm going to put that out there now because we're already starting to play in 2022. Okay. You do not have to be under 40 to attend. Okay. so Common misconception. So we'll get we'll, – <laughs> it was important we wiped that misconception yes. away. Uh, since even though I've never been there, mm-hmm. I do know that it, it's a really classy affair. Um, but I'm wondering uh, how significant is the attention that the whole 40 under 40 thing brings to young leaders in the region? It's just such a fun celebration, um, and it really makes you – appreciate how much talent we have here and how much creativity. Those lists are always chock full of artists and musicians and chefs um, and entrepreneurs who are just making Erie a really cool, vibrant community to to live, work, and play in. Um, and, you know, and additionally, there's always folks, too, who are just working hard to make Erie a better place in their own way, whether that's through their own civic engagement or community service um, or just kind of going above and beyond in their position and what they do. I think it's really important that we take that time out to kind of recognize that these individuals are putting forth such an effort to make sure that Erie remains a community of choice. Okay. Now, the the Experience Gala, that, yep, is actually, you actually work with the reader mm-hmm. on that event. Can mm-hmm. you explain um, Young Erie Professionals' role in that? Sure. So, um, the Erie Reader has been issuing these um, since 2013. So, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the issue next year. Um, and then in 2018, YEP had recently relaunched. We um, became a partner of the uh, regional chamber. And we approached the reader and said, you know, why don't we do like a, a big event to kind of accompany the issue and really celebrate these people? In the past, they had kind of done like a smaller event just for the honorees. But this would invite the entire community to come and celebrate these people and all the incredible things that they did, while also giving us an opportunity to showcase all of their talents. So when you go to the 40 Under 40 experience, everybody who is performing, 
who's serving drinks, who's serving food, um, everything that kind of makes the experience of it. They're 40 under 40 nominees or honorees from either the present or the past. Um, and I, I love that about the about the um, event in itself and why we call it an experience because it is really experiencing Erie um, compacted into this night-long celebration. Right. Now, you're also involved in the Athena Circle of Trust, mm-hmm. which are cohorts of emerging female leaders who empower each other to develop executive and leadership skills and to ad- advocate for one another as leaders in the Erie community. I've worked with uh, many other participants, some of whom are former students, and they universally speak highly of that experience. How has it helped you, and do you recommend that experience to other young female leaders? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest challenges of moving back here after being absent for 10 years was I did not have a professional um, network in Erie when I moved back. I had left when I was 18 years old to go to college. So I left all of the network that I had worked really hard to build up behind in Pittsburgh um, and was looking for opportunities to kind of tap in um, and and create those connections here in this community. Um, The first place I did that was Radius. Um, The second place I did that was Yep. Uh, And the third place that I did that was Athena. Um, And Athena is really special because it provides – us an opportunity to take time out and as women not be mom not be wife but really talk about our own ambitions our goals as professional women um, and support one another through peer mentorship so just taking that time aside each month to kind of focus on myself is honestly really incredible i spend most of my days taking care of other people sure um and I would absolutely recommend it to anybody. Um, I think peer mentorship is super important um, to have those people who understand you on that level, um, that you can trust, who you know are going to accept you, but also push and challenge you. It, it's really uh, special and unique. Um, and, you know, if anybody's interested in getting involved, I really recommend that they reach out through the website. Um, there's three cohorts in Erie County. We're actually only one of two communities that have this model. The other is Pittsburgh. Um, mm. It was brought to I, didn't Erie, know I think, in, yeah, in 2013 um, by a couple, Courtney Stedding, one of That's them. It's truly a Western Pennsylvania thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Athena is an international organization. Right, right. Um, but the Athena Circle of Trust yes. is only here in Erie and Pittsburgh. Huh. Um, so it's really unique. It's an incredible opportunity for women in this community. Now, you mentioned mentorship, um, and and you tossed out those three organizations at, and activities as being important to you. I'm, I'm sure um, mentorship is an important component of young Erie professionals mm-hmm. in general, and I'm, I'm sure as president, you mentor many of the newer members. You mentioned the some of the organizations and the groups that were important to you, but you want to, you want to toss out any individuals who, who served as a mentor for you when you, you know, you made that, as you said, you left as an 18 year old kid, Mm -hmm. really, you know, Mm -hmm. and you came back any individual mentors who jump out when you think about that time period. Wow. That's a good question, Tony. I'm going to think about it because I want to answer thoughtfully. One of, one of the things that I did when I moved up here, um, I kind of challenged myself to meet with at least one person a month um, to start 
networking within the community and just do kind of just informational interviews. Um, and I was so grateful, you know, even though I was kind of a stranger to a lot of these people, they'd say, yeah, I'll come, I'll grab coffee with you, no problem. So, you know, I remember sitting down with like Boo Hagerty at that time, Amanda Sisson-Brown, um, Christy Bailey, Linda Stevenson, um, really these people who are, are incredible leaders within our community. Mm-hmm. And they started pointing me to other folks. Um, honestly, I think the smartest thing that I did when I moved back though was join Radius, you know, shameless plug, but I was a remote worker at the time. Um, so I had no coworkers. I really had nowhere to kind of make friends and meet people, um, outside of my family members. And I joined Radius and Sean Fedorko, who's the owner, and, um, Aubrey Regan DeMarco, who was the community organizer at the time, um, were so intentional in the ways that they introduced me to different people, um, and, different opportunities. And they're the reasons why I got involved in Young young Erie Professionals. Um, Aubrey's the reason why I applied to be part of Athena. Um, So just, you know, I consider them friends, but they've also really helped me along so much. And I'm internally grateful. I think another is Christy Bailey, who was the president of Young Erie Professionals when I joined. And she was the one who uh, relaunched it in 2018 and turned Yep into what it is today, um, which is probably a different organization than some people remember from back in the day. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories. I won't mm-hmm. repeat them here. Right. Um, but, you know, the organization we have now is much more focused on professional and personal development, community and civic engagement, um, and, you know, mentorship like we talked about. Yeah, it's just been an incredible ride in the last four years since moving back. And, you know, I've had an opportunity to work with so many really great people and I'm appreciative of all of them. Right. Your answer brings up something I think about when I think about the, the, the region, the, the, the ecosphere and all, all that. Um, and that's the, this level of interconnectivity, you know, just in the people you mentioned as mentors, uh, you know, Amanda Brown systems, a former a guest in the show for work we did with the, you know, the Erie Blues and Jazz Festival mm-hmm. when they were struggling to overcome uh, COVID. Uh, Aubrey's husband, John DeMarco, we did a lot of work with Prescott Partnership. He's a for- was a former guest on the show. You find that to be the case too. It's just, I mean, it just seems there's this these really strong connections. Yeah. I, I joke that there's, you know, like a one and a half degree of separation in Erie. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not you seven. You can <laughs> usually find a connection with somebody within a couple minutes of, a, of having a conversation with them, you know, a mutual relationship that you have or experience that you have. And right. um, it's so easy to connect with folks and then grow from there. Right. Now you did, we, we talked about, uh, Yep's collaboration with the reader on the Experience Gala. I want to give you a chance. Are there any upcoming Young Erie professional events that, that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, actually, at the end of this month, um, we have invited Lori Root, who is the new president of the United Way, mm-hmm. to speak um, as part of our Seat at the Table series. Um, it's one of our most popular uh, programs that we put on. It gives our members and guests an opportunity to sit down with um, a leader in Erie County um, and hear from them, learn from them and their journey, um, kind of pick their brain and then also speak into what they as young professionals would like to see these organizations working on um, when it comes to the future of our community. Um, The other cool part about this particular event is it's going to take place at the new um, Erie Center for Arts and Technology, ECAT, at Wayne 
or the old Wayne um, Elementary School, I had an opportunity to tour it at homecoming, and it is just gorgeous. Hmm. Um, I, it's insane what they've been able to do with that building and all the resources that Daria is bringing um, through that that organization. But the United Way has relocated into that building, so we'll be taking a tour, um, learning a bit more about um, what ECAT is doing, and then also hearing from Lori about the work that United Way is doing to combat uh, poverty in Erie County. And then after that, in mid-November, um, the exact date is escaping me, but actually Abby from Mercyhurst's um, right. lab is planning an event on uh, navigating career change. Mm-hmm. So we've invited Rebecca Stein, um, Amanda Kachurka, and Tyler Titus to come and sit on a panel and talk about what it's like to really make a, a total shift in your career from um you know, doing one thing to doing something very different. Right. So, you know, you look at somebody like Rebecca, um, who has started all kinds of different ventures, but is currently very successfully launching um, Blind Tiger, uh, right. non-alcoholic spirits. You know, and Tyler, who really has been part of human services, but is making um, a transition into public service and right. um, politics. Um, and then Amanda has really held um, several positions within the um, county. She's done a lot of marketing work. She's done programming for the chamber, and now she's working um, in HR consulting So with Decision Associates. Uh, so I think that's going to be a really great conversation. That's going to be out at Mercyhurst, um, yeah. and we're really looking forward to that, that as that well. Would, that would be great. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're pleased that uh, Abby Lizowski, our, our yeah. beehive sister at uh, She just joined our leadership Hearst. team for YAP, and great. she's just incredible. Great. We're, well, we're, we're glad that the Beehive is represented mm-hmm. um, in, in that activity. She'll, I'm sure she'll, she'll bring a lot to uh, the table. I know you're busy, um, so we can't keep you forever as much as we'd like to. I, and I usually close the show by asking the same question of all guests. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? And I'm going to let you do that. But um, I, there was another question I wanted to ask, and I thought, man, maybe people would think it was personal and not necessarily relevant to the conversation. <laughs> but uh, uh, Chris uh, brought it up to me, Chris Lantine, our, our producer, and you actually – brought it up earlier in early in our conversation here. You know, you had me when we opened and you talked about you talked knowingly about Donnie Iris. <laughs> you you really had me there. You didn't have to go any further. But then when you mentioned this big Sicilian family yes. and I've heard you talk about a love of cooking that comes from your family and I love yes. Italian food and I don't I'm not, my family's not Sicilian, but no one thinks I'm Italian because of my complexion. But three of my four grandparents are Italian. They come from Northern Italy, which is where uh, the there, kind there of you go. The, the fair That's skin. totally normal. Why I don't look stereotypically Italian. But trust me when I say I have a, vor- a voracious and, and stereotypical appetite <laughs> for Italian food. Would you mind? Talking a little bit about that cool family yes, background and I your love to. of food and cooking. And see, when I look at you, I don't immediately think Italian or Sicilian. Yeah. And then the Duncan throws right. you off. Well, that. you know, but those what, married names right, right, really mess you what's, up. What's the family moniker? And, and yes. how about if we close by you telling us that story about family to. and food? So as my mother is mostly Irish, which, you know, gives me my fair complexion. But my father 
is the eldest of the Natali clan. So um, a lot okay. of folks, he's the oldest of eight. Um, my grandparents, Josephine and Alfonso, moved here um, in the 40s from Pittston, Pennsylvania, to work at GE and really build their lives here. Um, my grandfather was the deputy chief of police of uh, the city of Erie, um, something we're all really proud of. And I just had this like really charmed childhood of going over to my grandmother's house every Sunday after church and her making a giant pot of sauce and meatballs mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, wedding soup or pizza or whatever it was. Um, oh, and, those are three great right, examples. Um, you know, and we would we should have her dining room table and then we'd set up additional card tables and folding tables all the way down the length of her house so that we could all sit around a table together um, you know, and this was back in the 80s. So at that point, there was under 30 of us, maybe. Now there's well over 50 of us. I have 24 first cousins on my dad's side. Um, and we've all started having kids. So I think um, my son was the 19th great grandchild. Um, very mm. blessed that my grandmother is alive and well. She's mm -hmm. 92 years old. Still cooking, I bet. She, uh, yeah, I think mostly she's earned her spot in letting people cook for her at this point. Yeah. So she's definitely the queen. We all take care of her. Um, and she's the one who really made me fall in love with cooking and, and showed me some of those initial recipes of, um, you know, how to make our family sauce, which is a well-guarded secret. Um, and... Uh, you know, those are really special memories of just being in her kitchen and watching her cook and how she kind of measures everything's with her hands. Um, and, right. um, just having that ritual of passing down those, those recipes and traditions, um, from generation to generation. I realize that that is not common anymore, uh -huh. um, and how blessed I am to come from that background. But, um, you know, my family has carried on that tradition. We still do family dinners on Sunday now with our kids um, and my parents who are now Mimi and Papa. Mm -hmm. um, and we cook and and just spend time together as a family. So, um, but yeah, I love cooking. I've been cooking for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, people make fun of me because I often like do uh, some like cooking shows on my Instagram stories <laughs> um, where I'll just you know, kind of follow along with whatever I'm making for for dinner that night. So I'm just going to tell you, there could be a beehive opportunity in that. We do a Ooh. little bit of video here. I mean, I, I, we're going to have to, our resources are always tight, but if you're interested, we'll, maybe we maybe we can facilitate support of a hey, cooking show. We for could you. totally do that. And then you could benefit from whatever the outcome of yeah. that cooking show. I, is. I certainly I certainly could. And I certainly would plan to. So that but that's great. That that gives us something to look forward to. And and uh on that I'll close by by really thanking you for ending by sharing that 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 personal tidbit of, of your family and food and really thank you for everything you've brought to the program here. We Thanks appreciate Thanks for having it. me, Tony. You can find the NWPA Innovation Beehive Network on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching NWPA Beehive. The Beehive is made up of five grant-funded centers that collaborate to encourage business growth in the Erie area and beyond. The centers work together to form the Hive Network, while each location operates in its own specialized area of expertise. 
Erie County Public Library, Penn State Barron, Edinburgh University, Gannon University, and Mercyhurst University are each responsible for a specific service. You can contact any of us at nwpabeehive.com. You've been listening to Buzz Generated. This podcast was released through Edinburgh University Center for Branding and Strategic Communication. It's produced by Chris Lantinen and Thomas Taylor. Thank you to our guests for their insight and to you, our listeners, for taking the time to experience innovation alongside us. Consider subscribing if you like this episode to get more as soon as they drop. And if you really enjoyed it, jump over to Apple Podcast for a five-star review. We'll see you next time.